Then, <clears throat> Ben does what he wants means I do what I want. Still a kiss, a sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. Oh, so sweet. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of. Ben does what he wants. This is another late to the party edition. I am Ben Schlofeld. Are you okay, Rody? You're kind of looking around like. Oh, I felt like I had to burp. You didn't need to call me out. I, <laughs> well, so I was. You no, look... I understand, but I was trying to not begin my episode with oh, a belch. You, know? you could have could have like a. Yeah. You know, held your finger up as to like indicate one moment I am doing something. No, I, I still probably would have asked. Yeah, what you yeah, were doing. I know, I know. It was it was a no win situation, but really it launched us right into it. Did, so are, did you burp? Oh, there it was. Yeah. There we oh. go. Hooray! Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, did I say I'm Ben Schlofeld, the host of this podcast? You ben? said it like you didn't know who you were, just like you <laughs> did just then. All so. right. Well, I'm Ben Schlofeld, the host of this podcast. www.benschlofeld.squarespace.com Check me out. <laughs> Uh, welcome back. I love back. how you said that deep into my eyes. Like, nobody got the experience like I did. Good. Yeah. Well, um, Let me tell you something. Go to that website. You should. You should. Uh, get me hits. And I'll know through analytics that people are visiting or not, uh, and whether or not I should be disappointed and uh, feel very insecure about my web traffic. Anywho, that was... That was loud. Uh, Rody, Brian Rody's back, everybody. For uh, w- this, just feels like what we do is now we're, it's. Uh, I want to rename it, not late to the party, but like uh, AFI's top 100 films, except Congo, that Brian Rody has not seen, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Uh, I love the part where you put my name in the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Congo. Yeah. Oh well. I mean. Yeah. Is that on the list? No. no. It's not. I was like, no, it's not. Is Forrest Gump though? Yes, it is. That's good to know. Um, at least it was. Longtime listeners will recall that um, I have only ever seen Congo and Forrest Gump, or they're the only two movies I've seen on Laserdisc <laughs> specifically. They're not the only two films you've um, seen. No, not the two <laughs> films I've seen. Nor, yeah. There's actually 100 films on AFI's top 100 films. How often do they change that list? Uh, every like few years. Um, I believe Forrest Gump's still on. It was when they first introduced it in like 98 or something like that. That's good. Because uh, I was really into it when I was young, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch all these. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't. I still haven't seen Yankee Doodle Dandy. It was number 100. First I've heard of it. It's got, uh, who's that guy? You dirty rat, you kill my brother. He's from... Uh, oh, um, you're thinking of Raphael from the Turtles. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's going to bug me now. James Cagney. James Cagney's mm. in it. Um, but you're right. Raphael does do an impression. Uh-huh. Um, very, a very uh, good, good, good one. So, 
Are we? Uh, do you have any plugs, Rody? Anything you want to promote? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know when does this. This will go up in September. When? We'll say the third week in September. Or I, I could do it earlier if you wanted to plug something earlier. You have something earlier. Well, I mean, I just am wondering. I could, I could put this okay. on September. On I, this could come out on Labor Day. Oh my. Well, that's that's interesting. I mean, I am playing my ukulele in a late night show called The Eccentric Experience. Uh, it's a monthly late night show that I've been doing with a friend of mine who plays a character. By that I mean is himself and wears a cape and calls himself the Space Wizard Sir Professor Captain Zero Fox. And um, he takes us on the Eccentric Expedition, which is just a late night variety show. Yes. And I play my ukulele at it. Um, and it's the final uh, of this first monthly run we've done. Uh-huh. And um, if all goes according to plan, I intend to be recording some of my oh. songs live. I did it at one of the other ones. They turned out really good. I did I think it I was at, at the that last one. one, and it did not turn out very good. I, I, I did it all wrong. It didn't record. That's like, like did really. Did you have like, a banana plugged into the uh, XLR? Thing? <laughs> I did. You can picture it. It's just <laughs> bananas and plungers and like a a tiger. Mm-hmm. And yes. Um, and where can where and what time? Uh, it is Rody? at the Otherworld Theater uh, in Chicago on uh, Clark Street. It's just South Irving Park. Honestly, couldn't tell you the address. Uh, I think you would say the Otherworld Theater. The, yeah, and the what, what theater? What time of day? What hour? Uh, it is at eleven p.m. on Friday. Uh, so it's gonna be late. 6th. Oh, it's a late one, and it's a weird one, uh, but it's always a fun time. Yeah. All right. Should we get right into it? I suppose we should. All right. Here we go. According to Wikipedia. In the summer of 1938, while on vacation from his job as an English teacher at a vocational school, Murray Burnett and his wife Frances traveled to Vienna to help Jewish relatives smuggle money out of the country occupied by the Nazis since March of that year. Vienna being in... Europe. Yeah. Later, the couple visited a small town in the south of France where they went to a nightclub overlooking the Mediterranean Sea. A black pianist played jazz for a crowd of French... <laughs> Unnecessary na- detail. This is... This oh, wait, is, no, they're, they're it, speaking to the multicultural... I'm and, sorry, and, I cut it off. And also the the direct correlation between the... the there's a character in the, the film. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a... I understand. Okay, okay. Uh, French, Nazis, and refugees... Uh, Burnett returned to the USA via the UK, staying a few weeks in Bournemouth. While there, he started to make notes for his anti-Nazi play. In the summer of 1940, the 27-year-old teacher completed the play, Everybody Comes to Ricks, in in six weeks. With <laughs> Way <collab-> better title. <laughs> <laughs> in six weeks with the collaboration of Joan Allison. They featured Rick, an American bar owner of the Café Américain. Is it Américain? Well, it's French, so I assume Café Américain. Like Café Américain. Oh. You know, like you don't really say a word. Yeah. You just hint at yeah. a word. That's what I've figured out. It's like, it's the same thing as Spanish, except you don't pronounce anything. Yeah. Yes. But if you can hear through all the BS, it's a great language, I guess. <laughs> uh, in Casablanca, Morocco where European inhabitants, military personnel, and refugees often frequent the cafe. Eventually, Rick helps an idealistic Czech resistance fighter escape with the woman Rick loves. Soon after, 
Carly Wharton and Martin Gable took an option to produce the play, but there was a resistance since it might seem to some that Lois, or Elsa in the, mm. in the movie, had, quote, had slept with Rick in Casablanca in order to get the letters of transit, end quote. When Burnett and Allison failed to find a Broadway producer, they sold the play to Warner Brothers for $20,000. Considered a record for an unproduced play, especially by two unknown writers. A story editor, Irene Lee Diamond, had read the manuscript in New York and recommended it for sophisticated hokum. What does that mean? That's people like... like Oh, Hokum. Hokum. H-O-K-U-M. Hokum. I, like, heard it but didn't understand it, and then I did. Well, Hokum isn't a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. No, but I love it. You that's know? a good word. That Wikipedia. Or was that you? Did no, you... That, that's a quote from uh, Irene Lee Diamond, sophisticated Hokum. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers gave the script for adaptation, uh, to, for adaptation first to screenwriter Casey Robinson, who worked on the romantic pairing of Rick and Elsa, Twin brother screenwriters Julius and Philip Epstein, who worked on the overall structure and dialogue, and screenwriter Howard Koch, who worked on the politics. Only Koch was the pro- was with the project during the filming. Uh, when when he continued to write new dialogue and scenes, the title was changed to Casablanca. Officially, mm. now we know what we're talking about. In case you didn't get it earlier, you know. Uh, the inclusion of As Time Goes By came from Burnett and Allison's play. The song from 1931 had been Burnett's favorite when he was a student at Cornell. As Time Goes By, written by Herman Hupfield, was first performed by Francis William in the musical comedy Everybody's Welcome, which had played on Broadway from October 1931 to February 1932. Wow. A long, long run on Broadway. Love theater. <laughs> principal it happens for, and then it's over. Yep, and, you missed it. And yeah, well, but the 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 song has lingered. The musical, no one, I've never heard of. Everybody's welcome, but we all know as time goes by. Well, now I do. Now that I've seen the film, did you not know the song as time goes? I'm by? I'm late by? to the party, well, Ben. It's a famous song. Even if you had, you probably knew some of the quotes. Like here's looking at you, kid. Well, yeah, that's. Is that from the song? No, but the song is is, is pretty famous in itself. Oh yeah, that's, no, I know the line. But the song? I don't know. <laughs> but the song? You're expecting a lot of me here. Fair. Principal photography began on May 25th, 1942, ending in, on August 3rd. The film was shot entirely at Warner Brothers Studio in Burbank, California, with the exception of one sequence at Van Nuys Airport in Van Nuys, Los Angeles. I don't think I kept this in, but it was really interesting. Um, the plane in the background when they're at Van Nuys mm-hmm. uh, is actually made of cardboard. It's not that big, and in front of it are little people. Oh my god! Uh, to make it look right. bigger, all you know, early movie magic mm-hmm. hokum. Um, but yeah, that's the one scene they didn't shoot at Burbank. Uh, wow. Although Casablanca was an A-list film with established stars and first-rate writers, no one involved with its production expected it to be anything other than one of the hundreds of ordinary pictures produced by Hollywood that year. Ugh. Casablanca was rushed, rushed, was rushed into release to take advantage of the publicity from the Allied invasion of North Africa just a few weeks earlier. It had its world premiere on November 26, 1942, in New York City, and was released nationally in the United States on January 23, 1943. Wow. The film, yeah. I didn't even look at the year when I watched this. That's crazy. They made that movie like while it was happening. Yep. Wow. Well, like then the guy who wrote the play while it was mm-hmm. happening like in well the, yeah that i mean a play 
theater is easy to make in a hurry. I feel like movies take a bit. They do. It took, I mean, it took them. I just, I just told you. Uh, <laughs> Principal Photography right. May 1942 and ended on August 3rd. So they shot the film in only like four months. Mm. Five mm-hmm. months. Four months. Um, which is feels That's pretty, pretty awesome. short yeah. for anything anymore. Um, Casablanca, was, I already read that. Uh, the film was a solid, if unspectacular, success in its initial run. Exceeding expectations, Casablanca went on to win the Academy Award for Best Picture, while Curtis was selected as Best Director, and the Epsteins and Koch were honored with for writing the Best Adapted Screenplay. In the seven, oh, and also, so when uh, uh, it won Best Picture, um, the produce the actual producer of the film Willis. H.B. Willis or something like that. It's a good uh, name. He was uh, going to get up to accept, but then Jack Warner, who was sitting down the row from him, got up and went up before he did, and everybody in the row next to the actual producer of the film prevented him from getting out of his seat because Jack Warner didn't want him to. Wow. Jack Warner goes up, accepts the Academy Award for the Best Picture, and that guy leaves Warner Brothers soon after. Never works with Warner Brothers ever again. And what... Like studio, did he go start or join? You guys, or did he skip town? You guys will just have to look that up on your own. I just know, I just know the the details of that. That that that's my mm-hmm. little anecdote. Um, but if that interests you, please check out the internet. Or There's your, all kinds of stuff out there. Or your local library. Ooh, <laughs> they put those on the internet now too. <laughs> yeah, Laura Ingalls, my, my wife. Oh. To, uh, checks out books from digital libraries now. They're like, yeah, That's it's the like sound audio books, and you get a library card, and it's an app on your phone, and you listen to books. Are you? If you guys aren't doing that right now, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. You should mm. stop this and go listen to uh, Any the book. stand. <laughs> Any of them. Uh, can I go on? Or do yeah. you have any, you have any more about electronic media? No, I mean, I was wondering if there's a market for somebody reading Dr. Seuss as an audiobook, but oh, we I'm can sure. continue. You know, I bet you they've already all been done, really. No, no, no. Nobody knows about Dr. Seuss. Yeah. I will be the one to introduce the world to Dr. Seuss. What you do in that kooky King's voice from uh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Like, the hop, uh, uh, hop on pop. God, your idea's already better than mine. <laughs> what were you gonna... I don't know. I was just going to read it fun. I, don't, I didn't well, really know. I was, was going to read it fun, too. Um, Redfish, bluefish. One fish, two fish. No, wait, wait. One fish, two fish. Red fish, blue fish. You should keep reading the Casablanca description. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. In the seven decades since its production, no. In the seven decades since its production, the film has grown in popularity. Murray Burnett, the playwright, called it true yesterday, true today, true tomorrow. By 1955, wow. the film had brought in 6.8 million, making it the third most successful of Warner Brothers wartime movies, which is a weird category to have. Yeah, but there were a lot. Uh, yeah, but those and behind the films Shine On, Harvest Moon, and This Is the Army, three films I have never heard of. Yep, but they nope. made more money. Uh, on wow. April 21st, 1957, the Brattle Theater of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Showed the film as part of a season of old movies. It was so popular that it began a tradition of screening Casablanca during the week of final exams at Harvard University, which continues to this present day. Other um. colleges have adopted this tradition because other colleges all they all want to be Harvard. 
The tradition uh, helped the movie remain popular, while other films famous in the 1940s have faded from memory. By 1977, Casablanca was the most frequently broadcast film on American television. Wow. Yeah. Uh, on the film's 50th anniversary, the Los Angeles Times called Casablanca's great strength, quote, the purity of its golden age Hollywoodness and the enduring craftsmanship of its uh, reason... Wait. Of, oh, it's resonantly hokey dialogue. Mm. We could hokey, we could hoke him. Uh, Bob Strauss wrote that uh, the film achieved a, quote, near-perfect entertainment balance of comedy, romance, and suspense. According to... Oh, I have to agree with that. Continue. Continue. According to Roger Ebert, Casablanca is, quote, probably on more lists of the greatest films of all time than any other single film, including Citizen Kane, because of its wider appeal. Ebert uh, opined that Citizen Kane is generally considered to be a, quote, greater film, but Casablanca is more loved. Mm. In his opinion, the film is popular because the people in it are all so good, and it's a wonderful gem. <laughs> Ebert said that he had never heard a, a negative review of the film, even though individual elements can be criticized, citing unrealistic special effects and the stiff, the stiff character portrayal of Laszlo. Mm. Yeah, some reviewers did not like Laszlo. No, uh, I get that. Yeah, I, I, I can, I yeah. can agree. Um, mm-hmm. Critic Leonard Malton considers Casablanca be the best Hollywood movie of all time. Well, Rick, according to Rudy Bellmer, is not a hero not a bad guy he does what is necessary to get along with the authorities and sticks his neck out for nobody the other characters in belmer's words are not cut and dried and come into their goodness over the course of the film renault begins as a collaborator with the nazis nazis who extorts sexual favors favors from refugees and has uh, is it ugarte like the uh, it was uh, um Peter Laurie's character. The one oh, yeah, the I don't remember. They say his name in it, yeah. and it's like, oh, who is it? Oh, Peter Laurie. They just yeah. have named mm-hmm. him Peter Laurie. Uh, refugees and has Peter Laurie killed. Even Ilsa, <laughs> the, least, uh, the least active of the main characters, is caught in the emotional struggle over which man she really loves. By the end, however, everybody is sacrificing. <laughs> Belmer also <laughs> emphasized the variety in the picture uh, it's a blend of drama, melodrama, comedy, and intrigue. A few reviewers had some reservations. Paul Kale, uh, oh, so Pauline Kale. It's far from a great film, but it has special, appealingly schlocky romanticism. Poet and critic Dan Schneider wrote that the work does entertain and is an interesting piece of Americana, but criticized it as a melodrama driven by plot, not by character development. All the characters react to what the plot dictates to them. The plot does not organically flow from their persona. Uh, Umberto Eco, or Eco, wrote that, By any strict critical standards, Casablanca is a very mediocre film. He viewed uh, the changes the characters undergo as inconsistent rather than complex. It's a comic strip, a hodgepodge, low on, uh, on psychological credibility, and with little continuity in its dramatic effects. However... He added that due to the presence of multiple archetypes which allow the quote the power of narrative in its natural state without art intervening to discipline it. I think that's kind of a fun No, that's quote. real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it the uh, it is a movie reaching Homeric depths uh, as a phenomenon worthy of awe. Casablanca holds a 97% certified fresh rating uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and with the consensus being an undisputed masterpiece and perhaps Hollywood's quintessential statement on love, 
and romance. Casablanca has only improved with age, boasting career-defining performances from Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. In the November-December 1982 issue of Film Comment, Chuck Ross claimed that he retyped... This is a fun little anecdote. This really has nothing... I just thought this was fun. Oh, my. Chuck Ross claimed that he retyped the screenplay to Casablanca, changing the title back to Everybody Comes to Rick's, and the name of the piano player to Dooley Wilson, which is the actual actor's name, Mm actor-performer who plays Sam, uh, and submitted it to 217 agencies. 85 of them read it. Of those, 38 rejected it outright. 33 generally recognized it, but only eight specifically as Casablanca. Three declared it commercially valuable, viable, and one suggested turning it into a novel. Wow. Yeah. In 1982, the film has been out for 40 years. Yeah. And like, and I think that just goes to show the that the story itself is not amazing. No. It's the writing. It's the performances. It's the uh, the 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 atmosphere that's created by the yes. film, and certainly not like the plot. No. So here's AFI's top 100. So it uh, it of course is has varied. It was for a while at number three, but it has the highest number of famous AFI quotes, more quotes than any other film on AFI's top 100 quotes. Uh, number five. This so the list is on yeah. 100. Uh-huh. So they have their highest one is at number five, and it's. Here's looking at you, kid. Number Classic. 20. Number 20 is, Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Also good. 28. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. Wow. Uh, 32. Round up the usual suspects. That is a good one. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of slips for me because right near the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll always have Paris. Is number uh, 43. And 67. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. And they they were gonna they were gonna have seven. Well, and they I guess it just got beat out probably because it's just a little too long. But it's the Ilsa. I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. That was gonna be on the list. It's yeah. not, but it's also a very famous quote. Yeah, all those pretty darn famous yeah you know i think the the usual suspects one i always forget it's from this film yeah but it became the inspiration not it is the title of that film which we which can't I talk i have never seen oh we can't talk about it anymore because it's got it's got people who have been canceled well a person who's been canceled even wow. though i think the bald one that's in it should be canceled wow and no, i'm kidding i don't care wow. uh, but kevin spacey's in it oh oh mm. Mm. well uh, mm. You know, Casablanca <laughs> has been the subject to many has been subjected to many readings. Semioticians account for the film's popularity by claiming that its inclusion of stereotypes paradoxically strengthens the film. Uh, uh, yeah. Umberto Eco, who we heard from earlier, wrote: "The myth of sacrifice runs through the whole film. It was a theme which resonated with a wartime audience that was reassured by the idea that painful sacrifice and going off to war could be romantic gestures." Done for the greater good. Yeah. Coke, uh, who was one of the writers, uh, the adaptation for the screenplay, uh, Coke also considered the film as a political allegory. Rick is compared to President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who gambled on, quote, the odds of going to war until circumstances and his own submerged nobility forced him to close his casino, which he thinks is 
Casino represents partisan politics. Oh my. And commit himself first by financing the, the side of right and then fighting for it. Mm. Uh, the connection is reinforced by the film's title, which means White House. Yeah, there is that. Which I never... That's what I always thought it was about. Oh, Something I... having to do with the White I mean, by I'm always, spe- I mean like my first thoughts on it many moons ago. I... I didn't take Spanish in high school, so it was one of those... I learned what Casa and Blanca meant mm-hmm. separately and never thought that... Uh, but isn't it uh, uh, House White? Well, well, no, yeah, well, that's how you say... You put the adjective uh, second in Spanish. Oh, that'd be hard for me. <laughs> it Actually, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. You, you say the, the, ob- the object, and mm-hmm. then you say... And then you describe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because then you're... Unless you, well, I guess English is suspenseful. Mm-hmm. The big... White, bushy, furry, brick. <laughs> That's a weird brick. Yeah, but you never see. Yeah, you were wondering what I was talking about. Yeah, where I could have said the brick is, and you're like mm. whatever. Then I mean, it's a brick. Yeah. I mean, you might be surprised that it's furry and white, but um, but you'd know it was a brick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, I don't. I'm, I'm done with this, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Greenberg presents a Freudian reading uh, in his The Movies on Your Mind, in which the transgressions which prevent Rick from returning to the United States constitute as an Oedipus complex, um, which is resolved only when Rick begins to identify the father figure of Laszlo uh, and the cause which he represents. What? I know. Sidney Ro- Rosen... People are looking for something yeah. bigger than what's there. Yeah. Sidney Rosenzweig argues that such readings are reductive and that the most important aspect of the film is its ambiguity. Above all, that the central character of Rick, uh, he cites the different names which each character gives Rick, Richard, Ricky, Mr. Rick, Eric, and Boss, as evidence of the different meanings which he has for each person. Yeah. Several sequels were attempted but never got made. It had two short-lived TV series that were that came years later, a Japanese musical, lots of radio adaptations, a couple of unsuccessful knockoff films like uh, the film Barbed Wire with uh, um, Pamela Anderson, oh. which came out like ninety five. Oh now, yeah. but here's my question: Before you continue with this list, if there is more list, not much. But go. Does it talk about Out Cold? Out Cold was referenced. It was one of the references. Out Cold. I was once or twice told that that movie was like Casablanca, and I've always just had that fact in my head. And then watching Casablanca, there was some stuff that I was like, it really is the same movie, except instead of a war, there's a big tycoon trying to buy the snowboard resort. (laughs) Not so much a Nazi. The the stakes are so much better. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Rick had just become king of the mountain by snowboarding and keeping the most beer in his mug. So. Isn't that like uh, something London, Jason London, or uh, Might be. Jeremy I don't London? Know. I know it's Zach Galifianakis's like first yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I th- he was all because one of the London brothers was also in uh, Mallrats. Oh, that mm-hmm. Kevin Smith film that came out in, like '92. I'm with familiar Jason. with Mallrats. Oh, well, one of the London. Sorry, brothers. I didn't mean to say that. Like I know Mallrats, but. Well, it is one of the most important films. It really is. Yeah. It's so I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't even. Uh, what's the the the, uh, the stink palm? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. The, the the pretzel and the chocolate. Yeah, everybody and just missed the gesture Ben's making. Yep, I had my hand in my pants. That's not true. He's <laughs> lying again. How you? 
who are they going to trust? The person they've listened to several times or the other person they've listened to a couple times? Mm, it's 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 coming to that point where it's several, though. Yeah, yeah. You are on a short Swaying list of people them. who have done multiple episodes and burping again. Woo, short I pre- list. I appreciate it, though, when you burp into the same. Yeah. It's like, remember um, that chocolate rain thing? Chocolate rain. <laughs> yeah, I, I moved my mouth away from the microphone <laughs> to breathe. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, guys. Um, nothing has come close to capturing the imagination of the public as this film did at the time. Oh, and no one ever in the film says, play it again, Sam. Hmm. It's just, it's one of those misquote, like you yeah. pointed out with the, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, It's very similar to that. Even though like, play it again, Sam is like the name of a Woody Allen film. Mm-hmm. It, it is the quote. Yeah. That, no one says, yeah. play it. Play it once more, Sam. Play yeah. it as time goes by. No one says that. It's a little more wordy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've you have watched some of the most significant films. I have. Like, like we're getting up there. You, you've you, helped you, me grown, or you've helped me grow, Ben. Do you feel like a better person for having watched this film, Rody? Um. Well, I mean, short answer, yes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. Casablanca was a lot of fun. That was a wild, wild movie. Um, and man, the globe at the beginning, first right. of all, that is some top not like if you don't understand that you're going on like a big crazy trip with a lot of big characters after you see that globe and you hear that narration of like everyone is in Casablanca like a, waiting waiting like waiting and, and they're from waiting they're from all over the globe yeah and they're all just trying to get to America from Paris to Maasai yeah to Cairo to Olson where they go by train to Casablanca waiting to get to Lisbon. But until they do, they're there. Waiting. 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 Or something. Something along those lines. No, that was like, <laughs> that was definitely it. Like, that verbatim. Was, that was verbatim for sure. Uh, I felt like I was watching the film again. But I liked um, I liked how the exposition just, it was probably four minutes long, if yeah. that. Short, sweet, and then all of a sudden you're right, you're right into the movie. Which, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's your first time. Uh, let's get it out of the way, uh, even though it, it will probably fringe on the same reasons why you haven't seen Jaws or Godfather. Yep. But is there, a re- is, there is, is there a reason you didn't do Casablanca? I don't know that anybody around me ever like was into classic movies like that. Like, because this is different. This is different yeah. than Godfather and Jaws. Like, yeah, because those there's are another like, layer. Mm-hmm. There's the the black. I call it like the black and white yeah. barrier, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, oh, I love it though. The well, more it's the, beautiful. Like, black and white is fun to watch. Um, you know, you know. I think uh, it's nice having the option because mm-hmm. sometimes it can in the films like this, which is s- sort of noir-ish in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, the you, you, the contrast is, and and like the way that eyes when when their eyes are teared up they look so much more tearful yes and so much moist more moist mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. black and white like and everything they... is just yeah it's i don't know yeah it's got such a good richness to mm-hmm. it and like and you can really see them like understanding that that's what their film is gonna look like yes you know like and so it's shot that way especially no. by the 40s when they had 
thoroughly mastered yeah. black and white by that they point. They like knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it was it was very good. All right, so felt like I was yelling away from the microphone for a bit there. That's uh, all right. Whatever makes you comfy. You're I'm so sorry. You're looking good on the on the feed here. Oh, I'm always <laughs> looking good, Ben. I appreciate that. Uh, so initial impressions, Rody. Um, what 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 would you think about this film? Oh, I definitely loved it. It's a great, great film. A lot of fun. Um, and whoever like wrote it or worked on it that said like There's it's seven... good yesterday, it's good today, and it'll be good tomorrow. That or was it's the, relatable. The playwright, the playwright yeah. uh, uh, Murray Burnett. Okay, yeah. No, I mean like it's it's true though. And and they also talked about there being like archetypes, and that's totally what it is. Like that's like so. I it's it's funny you read a bunch of those different criticisms because I feel like the ones that people. Anything to criticize about that movie is like, that was different than the sort of story I wanted to hear. I wanted a psychological dive into why people act the way they do. And And it's it's like, that's not what we're doing here. It's a different story, so deal with it. (laughs) What I found so charming, having just rewatched it last night, um, is is that the the dialogue's really funny. It is. Uh, It really is. Some some really good lines that keep... Everyone's a character. Everyone is, like, out loud a character, and you know exactly who they are. And what it it is, it's the sincerity in the schlock Mm -hmm. and the hokum that they're talking about that makes it so likable. Um, You know, there's... At no point do they ever wink to the camera and say, like, we know what we're doing. They don't have to do that. And it still works really well. Absolutely, like mm-hmm. like uh, the, all the shade that Rick throws at people is so fresh and fun. Yes. Like uh, <laughs> it, I wish I could pull out some some quotes, but um, everything all, it, it all felt like two steps away from a a, uh, a Groucho Marx. Yes, mm-hmm. not quite in your face. Like oh, you're making fun of me, but it's it's like oh, wait, like three minutes later, like. I think he was making fun of me. Yeah. yeah like, uh-huh. or, or he wasn't taking me seriously. Yeah. Um, and I found that very fun. Very yeah. Fun. No, I, yeah. It's a great time. Though, like, um, so we watched last night, and this is not, like, Brooklyn's like, the first act was real good. Um, but you could tell that I could, she didn't have to finish her sentence because, like, oh, I could, she started getting on her phone by probably the time, well after, I think it was once, once the flashback occurred with Rick and Elsa, uh-huh. I mm-hmm. think she started to check out. Hmm. But like the first, because and I kind of agree, like the first act, they're lucky the first act is so good and well, so it's like a ride. It's yeah. it's. I mean, there's a lot of you, you can see Hollywood figured itself out, like because movies are still like that, where you just get this whole world painted for yes. you in like a couple of minutes. And then you start to meet the characters who are actually in the movie, like and and like the, they're great too. Like it's especially in a location like a a, a saloon, yeah. <laughs> um, you can just cut to a different table, cut to a different table, and yeah. also have new characters, a, a new occurrence of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and before we before we know how they all weave themselves together, we're getting the, this a, a portrait of this place yeah. painted very quickly, and it's. Uh, and like, because there's like Ferrari, mm-hmm. who is also a fun character. Yeah, no, he's one of the, when they said like the archetypes, I was like, yeah, no, like the bar owner next door. Yeah. Like he's like the big fat white guy who wears a fez and owns like the slimier bar than yep. Rick does. And he, like, of course, wants Rick's bar. Yeah. He wants all his talent. He, yeah, he's, he's just like a big bad guy, but like not the bad guy. Just like a meh. <laughs> 
and and like Laszlo being the stoic, uh, noble hero, but who but who is thoroughly lifeless. Like, yeah, no, Laszlo is a character who I de- is I had the hardest time with him. I feel like because you just you almost don't root for him. Yeah, but but like be but because his cause is so noble, and I think that's why it's we won't get this again because there's not a there's not something that's so galvanizing yeah. as World War Two to like oh yeah he is a good guy though he's boring as as dish soap but mm-hmm. he's a good guy yeah like you wouldn't want to leave him because yeah. he, you're you're his muse you're what inspires mm-hmm. him to do these good things to help fight the nazis yeah how could you try to stop that selfishly yeah um but now we don't get that like i don't know i don't know what the interpretation is in like out cold how it could possibly i think that um her like fiance is in a wheelchair or something (laughs) like that (laughs) the equivalent to fighting nazis is (laughs) i don't even know if that's true or maybe i don't remember that's a bo- wait, like, that yeah. it's a much fun, like, yeah, you can't, like, oh, you can't dump a person in a wheelchair because they're too, they're not really human. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know yeah. if the joke is there that, yeah. that they're they're too sensitive or people are going to judge you for dumping yeah. a person in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know if that's actually the case. Maybe I the guy. I really hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bold know. choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, now yeah. I really have no idea. Um, well, <laughs> hey, if you guys know, I don't plan on looking it up. So get at me on either Instagram, BennyJet2788, or my aforementioned website. Uh, check me out. Let me know that you're listening. Uh, That's fun. You, thank you. Uh, yes, characters. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Rick. Rick is just. I don't like. He feels less of a character and more like we just stuck Humphrey Bogart in this film to do all the things that Humphrey Bogart does. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know. I feel like it's... it. I like how we never really get to know him. We but don't. that's... But we, you you learn that that's the point. No one really knows Because he's Rick. in Casablanca, and he likes Casablanca. And Casablanca's not really, like, a place with a heritage or anything. It's just a place where people are. It's a transition point. Yeah. Which is like honestly he's stuck it, in transition. It sort of made me think of like New Orleans because New Orleans has been around since before the United States started. Yes, it like is. for a long time. But it was like a slave trading port, and also like other merchants and just like people coming and people trying to set up colonies and shit. Yes. And like it's like all these people have been there forever, and I feel like that's like what Casablanca was like. Is it's like there's just a lot of different people here well there's also a lot of those places like in algiers all like a lot of those colonized areas uh, in the excuse me in africa the mediterranean yeah. side um changed hands often between between other colonial uh, uh european countries mm-hmm. and so like yeah they have these bizarre custom like well they're only bizarre because they have adapt they've they've appropriated and adopted and also of course been forced yeah <laughs> uh, uh to take on a number of different uh cultural identities and which creates these really like y- unique and unique locations yeah. but then also like it's hard to feel like you can set up roots in a place where people don't want to set up roots right so um, but rick does does he though do you think he does uh yeah but he leaves at the end no he doesn't he like they're talking about going to that nearby they say 
Renault, who is my mm. favorite character. Yeah, in the whole no, film, he's awesome. Um, he says like, "You better leave town for a while. Oh, I know yeah. a place uh, oh, nearby right. that you can lay low for a while." And, right. and and he has to go with him because he probably also has to lay low. And that's, that's why, like, right. thus the Lori. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's right. I forgot they were leaving. Yep. I thought that he was just staying there to keep fighting Nazis with the French guy. No, no, he like the. I th- but like he's he's still gonna. They're fight gonna Nazis. fight Nazis with the French guy, but they're going somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes, somewhere different. Um, and that's kind of the that is like he because he finally let go of the past. Right. Let it. He 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 took action and decided to let his past go. Mm-hmm. Now he can move on. Yeah, and fight the good fight, make the sacrifice, which is what everybody's talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now we can, now we're ready to go to war. Yeah, we finally committed uh, our our love of isolationism or whatever, whatever kept us out of the war in the first yeah. place. That's gone now. Mm-hmm. Or let's go kill Nazis. Yeah, because it's the right thing to right? do. Mm-hmm. Did you see how bad they were in that? <laughs> yeah, even though they were awfully civil. Yeah, no, there's no, honestly there was a part of me that sometimes was like, I don't know, these Germans are on to something. They're they're bringing some order back to this place. <laughs> well, they come and like I but I yeah. love how it's uh and I know this is this is not uncommon for the time, but it's charming to me now like the idea of going up to your enemy and saying Tomorrow, if it's convenient for you, would you care to come to the police station so we may discuss your arrest? Yeah. And Hmm. I shall come at 10.30 after breakfast. Yeah. Is that quite all right? Yes. I'll see you then. <laughs> pleasure, to, pleasure to see you. Uh, sure. And they walk. You know. Yeah. No, um, I love that, though, no, because it's, it's, it's like so like in plain sight, but they're not making a big stir about it. They're just quietly making it happen. Which reminds me of the way that they talk about, like, I think I talked about this in the episode, but the way World War One started... It was something like the, the the British and the Germans were fighting, and then after they fought, they had a lunch. And they're like, if we weren't at war, I think I'd like these chaps. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the the things that separate us are not yeah. that much, but we make a big stink over them. Yes. That's for sure. Um, all right. So what were some of my, my, other, my other inquiries? We were talking about characters, which I think... Oh, Ilsa. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about... Well, Renault is a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just... If I was in this play, yeah, absolutely would want to would want to be yeah. him on hundred percent. Has the consistently the best lines. Just it's he's his some of his lines like um, I'm not sure you which side you fight for. Like oh I go with the wind and the prevailing wind oh, is yeah. currently blowing towards Vichy. And he says if it were to blow a different direction, I'm surprised the Third Reich would admit to such a thing happening. Like uh, he's yeah. like, he's not saying what he would do. He's saying I can't believe you'd ever suggest that the Third Reich. Would not be the prevailing wind. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> just those kind of mm-hmm. lines really mm-hmm. make the film, really make that character. Agreed. Um, a ton of fun. Uh, should we talk? Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, we're ta- also talking about. Oh, well, let's get back to Ilsa. Any thoughts on Ilsa? Um, I think she's a very fun character, a really great character. Until all of a sudden, she tells Rick that she that he has to think for both of them. <laughs> it feels very unneeded yeah you know uh and no i will not take off my modern <laughs> lens through which i'm viewing this yeah like it's, but it's it's just so funny because i feel like she's such like a 
she feels like a strong woman who is doing things that she has decided to do and then like all of a sudden she just can't take it because she's so in love with this man like and and that's why sometimes i wonder um because it's, it, they talk about ambiguity in some of these reviews mm-hmm. and i think I like the reading. It, it makes it easier for me to swallow if she is doing that to Rick. If she's manipulating uh, Rick, like, don't force me to leave you again to put him into a position where he he'll he feels guilty and he send, and he gives and he ends up doing exactly what she wanted, mm. which is to let Laszlo and her go. Like, yeah, there's no way to know that. No, it, it no, just, it just makes it makes her a more interesting yes. character to me. To have her manipulate Rick, who is very manipulatable. No, you're very right. Manipulable. Malleable. Malleable. I don't know. Easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's still clearly in love with her. Right. Has not gotten over her. Nope. And she knows that. And I think the second she finds out that he has the letters of transit, Mm -hmm. she's probably scheming. Yeah. And, like, makes him feel like he has power. Which is the best way to get white men to do what you want? Accurate. Yeah. All right. So she is maybe more a progressive role than I had first. Uh, I, no, no. Like I'm said, going with I, your reading. That's the way we're telling the story because it's ambi- it's ambiguous, as you yep. said. Because at the end, there, like, there's that moment where they're all like saying, "Oh, but uh, you said that because you wanted them to do that, didn't yeah. you?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah." That's what I did. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of crossed wires and, mm-hmm. and people are trying to save face. Yeah. Uh, and everything ends up working yeah. out. And I just, it's because of th- scenes like that at the end, I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. Who is telling the truth here? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Nobody. They, and I feel like that's that's part of the, the glory of Casablanca. You just, everybody's just getting along, like not, not getting along with each other, but like just getting just going about their life just like doing their thing and but also just kind of like not trying to call anybody out not trying like i don't know it's weird it's all like criminal but it's not criminal because everybody's just like so damn civil and everybody mm -hmm. is so polite yeah (laughs) like and and the there was that i think it was at the end there like doesn't renault say something like oh just so you know uh uh, Elsa came to Rick's last night in, in with a gun in attempts to get the papers, but she knew that like that and yeah this like I don't even know how Renault even knew that for one mm-hmm. thing if he's saying that like and and how understanding Laszlo is about this whole he doesn't know that they didn't sleep together right they could have had sex. we as an audience don't really well, know I mean and also that that's why the 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 play got rejected for Broadway is because yeah. they think that she slept with Rick to get out of the country uh, and they they don't like they again like any 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 cut that's kind of a fade w- could give us the impression that of anything that, yeah that time has passed and there could have been boning reminds me of um in Dr. No, the first James Bond film, when James Bond uh, it goes to bed with the young lady, as yes. he often does in James Bond films, and the camera just slowly pans up to a ceiling fan, yeah. and then the ceiling fan just spins for a little bit, and it fades into another scene. Yeah. And you're like, what, what the hell was that? <laughs> what am I watching here? You, I wish they had something a little more uh, innuendic. Like, yeah, I don't know what he have on the ceiling that could that could be, you know, 
some kind of pulsating fan, maybe like right. a, mm. an accordion just on the ceiling. Going, but I feel like that's that's a little too lewd for like 1962 oh, or whenever Doctor No came out. Uh, something like that, early yeah. 60s. Because mm-hmm. um, I think Goldfinger came out in like 65, maybe, and that was the third. Of, there was because there's there was Doctor No, Doctor No from Russia with love, from Russia with love, from then Russia with love, Goldfinger. <laughs> uh, That's a good you. film. Yeah, I enjoy Gold, Goldfinger. I, like, um, in spite of some racial things and some and pussy galore being a name that existed in that film, um, still gold <laughs> finger. Is that your thumb up? No. Wait, no, that's not a finger, is it? No, and I'm not even moving my arms. You liar. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there's a there's something in there, like oh, yeah. two gold thumb two fingers gold. up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gold um, finger. So anything else? So I think that's most of the characters. I'm, we don't need to talk uh, oh, about Oh, man, you know who I really enjoyed, who's just a little bit of a flavor to the film? The wormy guy? The, the the pickpocket, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, that guy, no, yeah. no. He like, only has like three moments in the no, film. Yeah, he's yeah. got like three of them, and he like kills them. And I lo- part, of me, part of me wished he had gotten like looped into the plot somehow a little bit. Like had but stolen it, the, the papers of transit for yeah, a moment. Yeah, yeah. But I also enjoyed him just being like a featured extra. Well, like, like, <laughs> and just like building that whole world of the whole place. And just that like... Everything's so friendly and dishonest. Well, yeah. like, yes, <laughs> your pickpocket. You bought your your pickpocket a drink, and then he robs you, mm-hmm. um, but very politely. And right? of course, like the hair, whatever the German waiter is like, checks his. Oh yeah, oh, okay, uh-huh. he didn't rob me. Think uh-huh. he know he knows. He knows. Right. Yeah. And all it, all it's doing is just helping again paint the picture of the right. town. And I love too that he knows, but doesn't. He's not like you need to get out of here. He's just like, don't pickpocket me. Yeah. Like anything he goes, did, he didn't tell. Don't. He didn't go no. to the other guy and say, "Oh, you were probably just robbed right now." No. Just, or, uh, excuse me, sir. You were probably robbed. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nothing. Nicht, nicht gut. Sehr schlecht. I don't know if you. He, he he's German. Those are German I got words. It. No, that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Not good. Good. Very bad. <laughs> nicht gut. Um, but um, I also liked. So there's there's that. Um, Resistance guy who we see briefly at the bar when Laszlo first gets there. He's oh also, yeah, he's also he has a much bigger role in the film My Girl Friday, which I really enjoy. Oh. Uh, but he's got that kind of. I have this ring, you see. Yeah, uh-huh, Would you like to uh-huh. buy it for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's got he's got that voice like he hits that a lot harder in My Girl Friday. It, yeah, it's one of like oh I'm so pathetic, <laughs> like droopy. He, he really <laughs> does kind of a droopy dog kind of thing going on. <laughs> Uh, and he gets in his face too. Like he's again, they just don't. The central casting doesn't have these people. Like they don't get cast in things like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And the film wins Best Picture. Yeah, because like, he is sudden. He's like that's. He doesn't feel like a real person. Yeah, and neither does Peter Laurie for that. No. Peter Laurie for that matter. Like no. Hey, could you watch my papers for me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've always considered you a friend. <laughs> like. It's he's yeah. almost hard to understand. I know he's he's yeah. German and it's not his first language and whatever, but like, um, it's yeah, again, no. a character like uh-huh. that. no, I loved it though. Oh, I did. I, I did too. No, like, I feel I I think I also loved like that 
it didn't bother me too much that I couldn't necessarily understand what all of the characters were saying because I felt like I was still just I was seeing the story, yeah, which goes back to too, like yeah. the, you just know who all the characters are, even though there's a lot of ambiguity. You you tell your own story in your head in a way, which is like. A lot of fun. I feel like well, you're like just in, seeing in these... Del Arte and all those things. Like right, they, exactly. They do. They come on. They do their function. But they, the what we are watching is the slight variation on that function mm-hmm. in this setting, this circumstance. Like, how does Humphrey Bogart do this right now, opposed exactly. to how he did it in? Uh, well, actually, I'm not sure if it, I think Sierra Madre is made after this, but like, or or whatever other gangster mm-hmm. flick, you know, Maltese Falcon or whatever he was in. Um, it's usually like the same thing, but how's it, how are things how are the 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 minutia change yeah. in this film? And it's fun. Like he's so much more, he's so f- much funnier in this film that I think it, I don't think I've ever seen him this funny. Interesting. Uh, I I don't believe I've ever seen another Humphrey Bogart film. So he well, he's, so he's 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 still he's always a tough guy. Like I've mm-hmm. seen him, I've seen like The Big Sleep. I've seen Maltese Falcon. I've seen Treasure of Sierra Madre. Oh God, I've seen um oh it's the the African Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think that that's quite a few movies. Oh, I've seen I've seen more. Should I list all? <laughs> list every movie you've seen. Uh, no, um, but he tends to play. He's always hard nosed. He's he's macho. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, yeah. No, but, it's his thing. Yeah. But like this one, he has a dry wit. Yes, that is not any less macho. Um, but comes off as so much more charismatic and more, much more fun to watch, mm-hmm. and he seems smarter because of it. Yeah, like I like him in this more than I think I like him in any other film I've seen him in. Well, and then again, I shan't be watching any other Humphrey all, Bogart. They're films. all like good for their own reason. Like Catherine Hepburn's in the African Queen, and well, she's then I'll great. definitely watch that. <laughs> um, and like Maltese Falcon and, and Big Sleep, those are those are uh, uh, those. Oh gosh, uh, he plays. The famous detective um, uh, Marlowe. So it's Marlo. like Marlowe. He's the the classic Christopher Marlowe. Yeah, the classic noir. Uh, I don't detective. think it's Christopher Marlowe. That's the playwright. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's Marlowe. Contemporary Marlo. of Shakespeare. Yes. People often think that maybe he wrote stuff that Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. They're still good plays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're both of them are dead, so um, mm-hmm. they they don't care. Yeah. Dead people don't care. We don't know that, but we're pretty confident. <laughs> hey, no, uh, okay, I'll, I'll stay open-minded about yeah. it. Um, but we'll double-check that. But first thing first, we're going to take a quick break to refresh our drinks, uh, empty our bladders, and uh, we'll get back to you fine folks after messages from no one. No one.
of galaxies. That's my thought too. Like the moon, there are no stars betwixt the moon and earth, nor are there any stars relatively close, like proximity wise. We definitely hit one of the other like six or so planets. If you're lucky, there's a lot of space out there and it ain't just like a flat Mm -hmm. disc of space. But you would travel in that flat disc. What? You you don't move like, you can't move on like a different axis. Well, if you axis. miss the moon, eventually gravity would pull you into something else. So like in the orbit that is the flat disk, like you would mm-hmm. just be drawn in because of gravity. You wouldn't yeah. be. You couldn't shoot like, if the disk, if if it's a plane disk, mm-hmm. you can't go on the 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 y I mean, axis. You You'd can, go- but like you would be pulled back down. I do believe eventually. Like you'd be pull. I mean, like yeah. I think that the flat, it uh, maybe it wobbles. Well, I, think there's, I think there's some uh, there's some variation, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is more than it, it. Yes, it's not like a a sphere of of circling planetoids, right. and it, yes, it. Which, when you really think about that, that's what's really crazy. Why is it like that? Why is it all discs? I mean, it's because gravity, gravity work works. In, why? Why? That's so messed up. Because stuff wants to be by other stuff. Well, I know, like, water always wants to be in... Uh, Everything yeah. wants to be by other stuff. That's what gravity is. <laughs> Electromagnetics. Yeah. It's Weird. all just pulling other stuff Up to together. itself. Anywho, welcome back, everybody. I hope that was informative. Uh, we did not smoke anything over the break, and that's what we were talking about for some reason. <coughs> um, I mean, I drank half of this beer. I, I only had a couple sips. Of my beer. Well, la dee da, Mister Less Half-ass teetotaler. Mm. But okay, so um, I think what what we're going to talk about for this last ha- last third or whatever um, mm-hmm. is is the legacy because I think that is ultimately why we're watching this film because even the the the, the write ups what we were talking about earlier what I read uh, said like there it. The people who made the film did not expect this. Yeah. Why Casablanca and why not, uh, what was it, Shine On and uh, In the Army or like those Mm -hmm. other wartime films, why does Casablanca linger in such a way? Like, because no one really... Because you're not allowed to talk about politics in Casablanca. It's Rick's rule. And so everyone can relate to it, I feel like. (laughs) We're keeping the politics out of Casablanca. I'm trying to keep the politics out of Casablanca. And, and you're not allowed to talk about it at Rick's Café American. But yet the film is but the the film is full of politics. No, it is, but it goes all over the place. I mean, you're never on the German side, of course, but like you understand why everyone is operating the way they're operating, and you also don't really you don't want to think of yourself having to make those decisions that they're making. But you can under you can relate to everybody who's doing everything that they're doing because they're in Casablanca, this weird place where everybody's waiting to well, go somewhere it's else. A, it's a purgatory of sorts. Mm, yeah, right, right. absolutely. So, so it's a point of like. So, is, so is, I guess it's universal feeling. Yes, in a way, and that, and also, I mean, like, and. It's it's got everything, you know. It's I I love that it has a lust story that's not a love story, like and it's like yeah they they fell in love but also like do you is it like 
But yeah. now we got to talk about what is love. Exactly. We and, have to bring up that question. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's what people who read into the, to the relationship are like wondering. And, and because we have to assume that Rick, because he's an intelligent man, mm-hmm. is he thinking that even though he wanted to, like, let's get married. You know, like he says yeah. that. But they'd only known each other for such a brief period of yeah, time. Yeah, and they don't know each other. They met each other on vacation, and they hooked up. Whether or not they had sex doesn't matter. They, ooh, they fell in love. Yes. What is, like, if you don't, I mean, that's not what happened. They helped each other through something. No, through a they were, time. Yeah, they, they it, just messed around in a hotel and parks and, mm-hmm. like, we're having a fun time. Ate cotton candy. Or yeah, they, like, they did, like, but, like, that's what it felt like. You, know, you get, it was you a, get montage a story of, of them, yeah. like doing anything for each other which is so there's t- no action to their quote being in love yeah which there's is why just... the flashback was so i think that's where it lost brooklyn because um my girlfriend because it was oh, okay what now, now we just see these these scenes of ah that's how they were in love but how did they fall in like yeah what 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 drew them to one another mm-hmm. like where you know where's that scene where they meet at some other bar somewhere, and they yeah. start talking about like, oh yeah, my dad's name was Garfield, and and he's like, hey, my dad's name was Garfield too, and then like all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. even something as small as that is like, mm-hmm. oh, they they can they can share something, yeah, and then love happens. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we just cut into and it was like it was Paris, but in and a we way, were in love, yeah, but in a way though, I feel like. That's on you as an audience member to be rooting for them. Like if 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 you thought that that was gonna turn into something, because it doesn't really. They go, she goes away again. The way it it returns to that kind of order through his sacrifice and whatever. But is it a sacrifice? I don't know. I mean, it's we're we're supposed to think it. I think we're supposed to think it. Obviously, mm-hmm. that that that's what makes the ending compelling at all. Is like he chose to do. I guess what we assume is the right thing, even though it's what it is, is just like the less shitty thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. what he was going to do is selfish, and what he's doing now is like we, we were rooting for him, to like to do that thing that is self-serving, like keep the woman you love from right. the man that she loves. Like, shouldn't she, and even though she made her own decisions. But he doesn't think that. He thinks that he mm. is making th- these decisions. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Uh, it's a weird position to be put in for any person. But, all, but like, I don't know. It, it's, well, I think I said, like, he just made the less shitty choice, which was to let her go mm. with her husband. Yeah. Opposed to, like, breaking a- up a marriage when yeah. he's had he's had floozies on the side yeah, like, and he's just doing his thing he just goes back to normal anyway well he doesn't because he's leaving but like he continues with his life like yeah it's... It, he what he he seems like a very temperamental person mm-hmm. who fluctuates like and and ha- had she come or not come you know he it probably could have been sent on the over the edge for something like he yeah was, he was so unbelievably happy when he was with her, mm-hmm. and then we see him in the, this this emo phase yeah. after she's gone, and he's stuck in Casablanca, and like I don't know, we don't. There's not. There is very little. We'd see two Ricks basically. Mm-hmm. He is he is happy when he's in love that brief period in Paris, and then he is 
distant, aloof, uh-huh. and snarky the yeah. rest of the time. Um, it, 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 like, and and they talk like again. We're we're getting back into the archetypal right. aspect of it, and that he is the the lack of dimensions is what makes the characters kind of fun. Um, but then I think we're talking about legacy, and like, yeah. is you know, is that is that? I mean, I'm sure it's more reflected. Like, I'm I'm not a scholar when it comes to you know 30s and 40s American cinema. I've yeah. seen a few. Um, but I've also like, and cause you, okay. What's strange. I think, I honestly, I think that Bogart's deliveries are very natural. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, especially when he's in that, there's that scene with him and that young wife who's trying to get her husband. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. she's being used by Renault uh, for what I assume like is, is her, she's his next Mark. Yeah. They, they make that pretty clear, but she's terrible. Like she, her, you know, like her, yeah. her read it feels very indicative of that time when, like, yes. when we have these. Oh, he's just such a good man. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very labored. I love and, him mm-hmm. so very much. Like, it's it's not well. It's not that it's bad acting. It's not it's not what we think now as good acting. Right. Like in a post group theater Marlon Brando mm-hmm. influenced era of cinematic acting. She doesn't fit that, but Bogart is co- sort of on the verge of having that natural because because he's not he's not he he's his lines are kind of hammy, but because he's he's so un, he so underplays mm-hmm. the dialogue in like everything he does. There's almost something kind of like oh yeah, like he's just he's not a very expressive person. Yeah, and I know a lot of people yeah. who aren't very expressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who acts like her. Who's- Overly expressive, yeah, yeah, like feeling feeling the emotions so much, yeah, um, not in that way, no. uh, but like even the way, but like he just has a natural, like like I said, it reads that way. So, mm-hmm. um, because he's that way, I guess I have this. Uh, oh gosh, my, my point. Because he's natural, but he's existing, but he's but he's he is a stereotype kind of character. He's a, he's a, he lacks dimension, even though he feels kind of real yeah and that's uh-huh. what's that's what's weird about him in this film yeah is well you know what though is i that's the why i think the the legacy of it and the reason why it's still so iconic is it's just so much fun to watch it is it's immediate too you like when you start to break it down when you start to analyze what happened there you're like yeah no objectively like if i'm like breaking this apart this is all very flat like it's all it's totally yeah the plot dictating the character but even still like i don't that didn't bug me (laughs) no no that's my point though is that while you're watching it it's like thrilling it's just it's just a, a bunch of fun to watch like every single part of it is i think just a very fun time and so i think that i think that's why it's got the legacy because it it does what it it's just a very good use of the medium of film as yes. an entertainment and a means of bringing of, of participating in like a social discourse like there's like you know the war is the point yes. you know they're talking about the war and like i really love the scene where the germans are singing the song and then they all just start singing the french national yeah, anthem yeah, yeah. and gets like, the bar bar closed yeah, because of it. like yeah, yeah. it's yeah no it's really 
Like, it's just awesome, you know? But, like, also, if it wasn't there, I, I, would the plot change? No, it doesn't matter. The plot, mm-hmm. it's the immediacy of it. You're, like, enjoying just every moment of it. And so I think that that's really why it lasts. And also, and it's kind of fun to have, like, a love story that doesn't matter. Like, you know, like you sure. just, you buy that they had this magical time in Paris. And I think there's something relatable to that too. That there's, you know, you had this incredible thing, romance, love, whatever, even with the, it just something happened for a week or whatever. And it was the best thing that ever happened. Then you go back to that thing and it's like, not, you can't do it. You it's can't not, reclaim it, the past. You can't. You, and I, actually, now you're talking about that, I think that I, without them probably meaning to, I think there is a lot of, that resonates a lot. Because I, 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 I know people, and I still get like bent up about um, some of the ways that I ended things with, with previous mm-hmm. uh, uh, significant others. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's... And even for like pre, like I, I might have seen them for like a day or a week or whatever, and and like that just kind of steam gets you a little steam because yeah. uh-huh. something didn't go the way you thought it should. Um, and again, yeah, like I, certainly I don't think in the so clearly in the same way, like I don't carry that with me, but the but like sometimes something will spark you, like you think about that for a second, like oh that's right, that there's something unresolved. There's mm. something unresolved about that yes. that just bites you a little bit when, whenever it pops in your head, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that this is what we're what like the ex- most extreme version of that would be like yeah. that that two week fling you had in college that had to end because you had to go to grad school and she was going uh, to to Greenpeace or something like yeah. that, and you're just kind of like. You should have come with me. We were gonna. We had this plan. We were gonna you do were a gonna, thing. You were gonna come with me to Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had you your ideals. You went Greenpeace, save the whales. <clears throat> um, and you never got like you. It just didn't feel finite. It didn't feel like you had that conc- that uh, um, it wasn't wrapped up in the way you wanted it to. And but we most people don't carry that the way that rick carries this because yeah because clearly it's been like a what a year and a half mm-hmm. he hasn't seen her for a year and a half which also like the way that she walks in and he sees him you would have thought it was like either five minutes or 15 years yeah like because a year and a half is is like long enough we're like dude what was it was it a month three weeks you mm-hmm. know, two months not that long and you still haven't like like what do, were you do you feel that blue balled or something like that yeah you know, like what's the yeah it almost makes him seem in that way also very uh infantile emotionally speaking absolutely um because if you just want because like, clearly he's getting his nut off with you know that that gal was like rick why didn't you come by last night i don't think that far ahead you know whatever you know like, yeah he's just dismissive of her mm-hmm. um uh so he's getting but like he's not i don't know like it's the love, I think, the love for all it gets hyped up is also kind of strange. Yes, uh, and ha- I, I now that we're talking about it, and I'm it's packing just a it, deep attraction. It's yeah. just lust. That's what I mean. Is like they just had a really good time in a place where they were both free to not, do so. Like yeah, and, and they no were strings. 
And when you're just away from home, like, I don't know, things just feel different. There's, you've created a different world for yourself, and you accidentally made a connection with somebody who is not really in your future. <laughs> like, there's just, just... You both happen to be there, and you're like, oh, in this instance, we're awesome, but... We don't know anything about each other. Yeah. So how can like how are you in love with someone you yeah. don't know? That's that's lust. Yeah. So it's a good thing that Rick became best friends with that French whatever mm-hmm. he is. That that nice homoerotic ending. He yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of homoerotic lives. I, well, Re- Renault especially says like uh, I'm getting jealous of you, Elsa. Like yeah, if uh-huh. I were a woman. Yeah, I would find uh, him very attractive. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I like the idea that he's probably just he might just be bisexual, but couldn't admit it at the time mm-hmm. or something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he for, for as much as he fawns over Rick, he's also like, "Ooh, I'm tomorrow. I'm bringing a blonde woman." <laughs> that's true. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> is it just like a gay joke that's not landing? Is that what they're doing with that character? I mean, <laughs> if it is, uh, then it's so much smarter than I give it credit for. <laughs> Like, that he's just, he is so gay, uh, but but at, of course at a time when it would be yeah a little faux pas, um, and has, like, and does the, and, like, manipulates women uh, mentally and, like, financially, but doesn't actually ever do anything with them, and yeah. just fawns over Rick and other, and, and other Laszlo-type mm. characters. I don't know, like... Now that's good. He, that's definitely what's happening. He seems like he's in love with Rick. Yeah, but who isn't? Everybody. Everybody goes to Rick's. Everybody. For that. Uh, that. Which is like, how Richard, does the blue parrot make any money if everybody goes to Rick's? Be, uh, I, I imagine it's the there's the towny bar. Yeah, and then there's the the swank yeah. upper crust bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and good for Ferrari for getting his hands on both. Like he gets mm-hmm. all the clientele. Yeah, now. really. He he won the most. I think. Yeah, I think he wins the movie. Yeah, because like the people, really, it's the purveyors of alcohol who always win. Mm-hmm. Because like, the, much. it doesn't matter which side of the the, the war you're on, they're all nope. gonna buy alcohol. Accurate. That's a good point. Thank you. Um. So yes, we're so legacy still. Do you think then? Sound like even though I, I maybe there's some loose ends in in that whole diatribe there, but like. Um, does this does do you think this deserves all the acclaim it gets or or like or is it because it's like one of the it's the one film from this era that we do watch so it just becomes the most of that I think style of film I think it's both I think I think you're I I think there's definitely something of an echo chamber kind of to it that just is like it's a it's a it's a like a positive feedback loop it's sure. just like Casablanca is awesome. It's this classic Hollywood film. And then you keep watching it. And yeah, Harvard. The, like, I mean, honestly, I feel like that might have a big, big impact on why it's such a big movie. But although at the same time, it is an extremely great watch. Like, it's a... It's... Again, I gotta go back to the immediacy of it, where you just have such a good time watching it. And I think that, for me, that's, like, what makes a good movie. Like, yeah, I want to think about stuff. Yeah, I want to, like, connect. But I also want to be entertained. Well, like, absolutely. You know? Like, and, and it does it in a way that you... 
Yeah, you you super you connect with whatever you connect with, and that's why I really like the ambiguity of it, and that it's it's yeah, like I mean, and that's what archetypal kind of like it is very comedia esque. Like allow you to project a lot of your own yeah, ideas you, upon you, them, and because you wouldn't need to hear. I, you could watch Casablanca in another language, and you would not know everything that's happening. You'd get it, though. but you would know what was happening, and you would you would feel for the characters. Like and a would, lot of that's done with the cinematography was also like is very illustrative in these films too. Like mm-hmm. they don't it's when they talk about schlock and like hamming it, like the 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 Vaseline on the lens mm-hmm. when you when you see uh, Ingrid Bergman and she's got right. like, she's looking longingly at Rick uh-huh. and like doesn't have to say a word. She might still say like. Oh, Rick, I love you. Like, or like, yeah, I missed uh-huh. you later. But like, you get that that's exactly, yeah, exactly. A, a very silent era mm-hmm. film sort yeah. of lingering uh, sentiment that still exists in a lot of these films. Like, lighting angles, a lot of that stuff, they, they didn't, they still were doing or incorporating a lot. Because I feel like we don't see as much of that stuff now. Because now we just we're so dependent on dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 now and I think also like shot composition for the artistry of shot composition opposed to shot composition that tells a story. Yeah, which you know, and then that's that's fine. Like, there's a mm-hmm. transition because the the technology is better. We we don't have to worry about like oh well, um, could they understand what that person said? Of course, we like now we watch anything we understand everything crystal clear. Right, because you go back and you free say it. Like, or, or yeah, or you have your subtitles on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pause, rewind quick because we everything's streaming mm-hmm. now. Like, it's we never have a problem with like with uh, uh, um, understanding the, the content now. Yeah, you want out, Audrey. Um, but I imagine at this time, like you don't know what theater they're going to show it in, and may, and 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 also all these uh, cinematographers had been probably working for 20, 30 years, and they mm-hmm. like. Got cut their teeth doing silent film, right? And so, like, you have shots like this mm-hmm. that just illustrate so much without saying a word. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that also makes the film. I don't know if, in, if not endearing, uh, that Hollywoodness of, mm-hmm. of that golden age that we can look back and say, like, oh, this is this is probably the best example of this filmmaking technique yes um, yeah and i feel like the film is probably just full of those like why like why tell someone to watch that movie well just watch casablanca yeah like for all that stuff if you want if you want to like get a good good uh introduction to what film was like in the early 40s yeah like don't watch anything else just watch casablanca you mm-hmm. know? and then you can you can have a conversation with anybody that's really accurate. You know what? Actually, another thing I thought of while I was watching it is that um, the I always remember there was maybe there, there was probably a lot of cartoons. I don't know. Just the Looney Tunes oh, and like their like their the characters time. are there's like so many and it probably also just the actors from Casablanca who were in a bunch of other movies at the time. But like I don't know. I feel it was so funny watching that and being like. Oh, this is where that came from. Like, this is where that came yep. from. Ah, because they do a lot yes. of those Copacabana, mm-hmm. Looney Tunes bits, and like Peter Laurie's eyes are usually right? gigantic, mm-hmm. and he's got usually some a gap tooth. Like, 
Oh, the monster! I'm right? a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like bogeys in a couple, like like the whole. Um, I guess baby's gonna have to have a ham sandwich instead. Baby, yeah. And, and then Bugs Bunny's like so excited because I don't know the heck uh, at the time whoever Bogey was dating or married yeah. to, but some some blonde lady and like rab- like if rabbits what baby wants. Rabbits, what baby gets? Oh my God. Says Bugs Bunny, and then starts doing all those cartoony. Yeah, because um, the whole the whole cartoon, like Humphrey Bogart's trying to get Elmer Fudd to get him a rabbit for oh for yeah, dinner. yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, Bugs yeah. Bunny doesn't know until the very end that it wasn't for Humphrey Bogart this whole time. It was for Humphrey Bogart's baby mm. gal. Who? Yeah, I gotta say, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, that's the punchline of the whole thing. But like the whole time, like, you got my rabbit yet, Fud? Or whatever. He didn't right. say Fud. <laughs> no one calls him. Except I for want opinion. that to be a thing, though. You got my rabbit, Fud? <laughs> um, I guess baby will have to have a ham sandwich instead. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that one. Because like, the, the artistry, like the actual mm-hmm. animation for Bogart's really good. Yeah. It's no, really it, good. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, yeah, all those Copa, uh, like you know, we're, we're at the Copa, and we see just a montage of all of the famous mm-hmm. actors at the time. Um, and yeah, there's always a bogey, and it's usually got like a it's if it's not a Marlowe, it's a it's a Casablanca esque bogey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the they it was it's parodied all the time. Yeah, Casablanca is all like, and you even said it earlier, like Harris looking at you, kid, like. Yeah, doesn't Raphael do that? He does that. No, in, no, no, no. That was. Uh, it's not just your my dirty rat, but I'm pretty sure he does that yeah, too. Yeah, no, no, no. It was a James Cagney line. Um, dirty rat. Yeah, you dirty rat. But doesn't he also do? I'm pretty sure Raphael also does. Here's looking at you, kid. Probably in a cartoon though. I mean, mm-hmm. it's in the cartoon, not mm-hmm. the movie. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so clearly also from the aforementioned list of quotes, the. F- it has more famous quotes, according to the American Film Institute, mm-hmm. than any other film, and that's that. If anything is like the that it's seeped have they in- like run that up next to like Anchorman? Uh, this is again. This is based on the American Film Institute. You know, like if you looked at memes, and they or don't sh- watch Anchorman. I'm in a glass case. What is it? Glass cube. Of- I'm in a glass case of emotions. That's it. That's it. Uh, something about you have a massive erection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, Anchorman is very quotable. I love lamp. I love lamp. Um, which always makes me think of Lampy from uh, the Brave Little Toaster. I have never seen, <laughs> seen the, brave the Brave Little, little Toaster. toaster. Late to the party <laughs> on that one. That might be a fun departure from the AFI's top 100. When we get through all 100 of them, <laughs> Who I knows? will watch by, the Brave By Little then, Toaster. they may have added the Brave, Brave Little, Little Toaster. Toaster. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, millennials will be in charge of that shit. Right, it's all by that over. time. And so it's going to be uh, the Sandlot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Brave Little Toaster, all those. Like God, there's so many sports movies with where kids were like, right? Play yeah. doing at doing a you know what athletics. was a good one Angels in the Outfield An- well yeah Rookie of the Year Rookie of yeah. the Year is what I was going for because he hits the doctor in the face and the doctor goes funky, funky butt loving which is risque I uh, 
I always thought, no, because so maybe I didn't think that. Someone just referenced that not too long ago, <laughs> and I was reminded that it was funky butt loving when I had it in my head that it was monkey butt loving. Nope. Which I think is about as risque. Yeah. But funky butt loving is like, now it's people. Well, not necessarily. Well, I mean. Monkey butt loving is you more. You gotta make the leap. <laughs> I don't know. What is what is funky butt loving to you? Uh, we're talking about when, ambiguities here. Wouldn't you Brody? like to know? Is this Benjamin. what makes funky butt loving so much better than monkey butt loving? Funky butt loving is yeah. basically Casablanca, Casablanca as a one line from a 90s kids sports movie. There you go. I think I don't think there's anything else to say. That's that was it. Um, Rody, thank you so much for coming back. Ben, thank um, you so much for having me back. No, we'll we'll keep doing these, and eventually, guys, don't worry. Eventually, we'll get to Brave Little Toaster. I don't intend to watch that film. You don't think it's? You don't want to? I got nephews. Up? Maybe I'll watch it with them. You might accidentally watch it. John Lovitz is pretty funny in that movie. I did not know John Lovitz. He plays was... a radio. Okay. And the and I, the, so like honestly the songs are so weird. Awesome. No, like I uh, they they linger and the 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 orchestration, the lyrics, it's 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 a, it's much more strange than I think people who haven't seen it would expect. It's not just a simple uh, you know, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a it's a road trip journey like they're trying to find their old owner oh. who they believe who is a, has abandoned them. But man, the songs weird. Whoa, so strange. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I honestly, you. It's 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 short. Like sorry, anybody. Just listen to some of the songs from Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> They're not normal kids movie songs. I am excited. I'm and, gonna look this up. And I th- and I think that's what makes it a a memorable. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you know Disney has just these uh, these milk toast. Uh, mm-hmm cartoon like cartoon musicals right this one its plot is as equally milk toast but the songs are doing something something fun interesting mm-hmm. anywho the brave little milk toaster <laughs> wow you have a new catchphrase <laughs> wait can i repeat it <laughs> well you just lost three <laughs> listeners <laughs> No, that's my that's a half my audience. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you all next time on Ben does what he wants. It was a little Spanish bee, a record star he thought he'd be. Here are singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish beat? Still hasn't gotten old for me. What? Hasn't gotten old. Nah. It's a good one. <laughs>